When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oscar Bevis, IFL TV, proudly sponsored by the last Tommy Welsh joins me. Mate, it's been a while. Um, probably about nine months or so. Really good to see you. You're looking well. How's things? Yeah, very well, Oscar, mate. Always good to catch up. Definitely. Yeah, good, good. Um, freezing down here. I do like this gym, though. I always feel at home and whatnot. Um, how's things kind of away from the ring? Obviously, near the end of the year, and we'll kind of recap what's going on in the ring and kind of your boxing career and what you've learned this year. But um, just away from boxing, everything good? Everything's good, mate. Getting older, getting fitter, getting wiser. <laughs> getting better looking? Would you say so? Go easy with that. I oh, know, that was a question. That was a question. <laughs> Go easy with that pink jumper on. <laughs> um, yeah, so like I said, we're kind of coming towards the end of the year now. Um, actually, before we talk about how your year's gone, I know there is potential be it slim potential or not that you may fight on this sky card on saturday the last one of the year in the uk um this will go out on the wednesday so a lot can change in this time it's tuesday afternoon now um but can you kind of just tell us a little bit about the potential for you to fight on this card on on saturday so mick's been working obviously with boxing now since um he joined there uh well joined forces with them since leaving channel five um, he's had a few fighters on their cards and um, yeah, there's been talks about me getting out on this show. So I've been training like a demon, um, you know, with with a strong potential of getting on the show. Just waiting for a dropout, really. Um, if there's a dropout, you know, come Thursday, Friday, I'm ready to fight. Uh, you know, days notice, no problem. So I've uh, got a couple of couple of opponents sort of sitting and waiting um, that we've secured, um, which has been tough. Seems like we're struggling to get someone, but um, hopefully we can. So yeah, if Saturday comes off, it will be my first Sky sort of um, debut, shall we say? And uh, wow, it would be it would be amazing to be on Chris's undercard, Billum Smith. He always puts a good show on. I went to his last show down in Bournemouth, and it was electrifying. So uh, yeah, to have to have an opportunity to get on that show would be incredible. Yeah, you obviously something. You would love to come off, but just say the scenario where it doesn't come off. Um, Mick working with Sky, obviously a big bonus to you. I take it perhaps there's been a promise in there somewhere along the line that if this wasn't to come off next year, you will make your Sky debut. Of course, yeah, that w- that is the game plan. Yeah, so if this doesn't come off, I know there's been a few um, cancelled shows in the last few weeks, so there's been a lot of fighters that have been moved onto this show. So. Um, I'm not getting my hopes up massively. If it happens, it happens, and I'm ready. If it doesn't happen, um, there's a there's a show on in Birmingham on the 22nd that we've just locked in. Like I said, it's another sort of last minute thing. But um, listen, this game is not all all 
rainbows. You know, you have to you have to take the the smooth with the rough. And um, I stay training. I stay ready. And yeah, whenever I can get out on one of these shows, I, I will get out. Since my injury as well, I've had a lot of um, downtime. So since I've been back full, you know, uh, full punching um, back on my hand. I just want to get out all the time, to be honest. I've got nothing else going on in my life, and uh, I'm dedicated to this craft, so I just want to put it to use, really. Yeah, let's talk about the year, and obviously the injuries have played quite a big part for you. You had a very active 2021, was it four or five fights? And then you've only managed to fight twice this year, plighted with a couple of injuries along the way. Um, I suppose you spend 99% of your time in the gym anyway, and kind of the actual fights is kind of the culmination of all of that work. So you would have still learnt a lot this year, but I know that you're going to end the year. Even if you were to fight on Saturday, you will end the year thinking, I just wish I'd have had more fights. Yeah, of course. Listen, um, it's not all plain sailing. I've had a big injury on my hand. Um, you know, uh, uh, an operation I couldn't see coming. It, it happened. It was another bump in the road. Listen, if, if, if every road we walked down was easy, um, you know, straight, straight line with no bumps. You know, everyone would be doing certain things. So um, it's really toughened me up. It's matured me as a fighter, I would say as well. I, I look at things in in, in different lights now, and uh, yeah, for sure, it's matured me. And I feel I feel better now than I've ever felt. I am very frustrated that I haven't had the fights that we planned. Um, last year was busy for me, and I wanted another busy this year. A busy year this year, uh, it hasn't happened. I've had two fights, one and both on points. The first one, I re-broke my hand in the first round. And uh, my last fight, I boxed a number three Mexican guy. I got told not to, you know, take the fight since my injury. You know, I'll get an easier fight, sort of, just to come back into him. Um, but I didn't. I wanted to be tested and just sort of... It was my first six rounds as well, and um, I enjoyed it. It was comfortable. It was, it was my first time where I sort of used more power than I've used in the last year on, on especially in 10 ounce gloves it was uh afterwards it was like I've um I don't know got rid of a lot of uh you know things in my head a lot of, a lot of rid of mental strain maybe yeah absolutely I felt like I was suffering with a bit of PTSD in there you know it was like every time I was throwing a shot I'm thinking is it gonna break again but you know I got out of the end uh I was over the moon that I, I never damaged my hand and I had six valuable rounds in, in the bank. So, yeah, moving forward, I can't wait to get back out and just sort of let these bombs go on people. <laughs> Mate, I can't wait either. You talk about that mental training, I suppose it must have been hard in the sense that you're one of them people who kind of can't not surround yourself with boxing. We know about your dad. Obviously, the gym is a walk away from your house. You know loads of fighters, so many friends in the sport that, when you're out of the sport, you kind of can't take your mind away because everyone you know is in the sport, so they're doing their thing. You've got people succeeding, fighting, whilst you're kind of sitting there thinking, why isn't this me? Through no fault of your own either. So the mental strain, I kind of get where, why that would be so hard for you. I mean, it was fault of mine. I was trying to, <laughs> I was trying to knock someone out in the ring, you know, and uh, snap my hand in doing so. So, uh, but listen, it happens. Um, this game is my life. It's not a game. It's not a business for me. It's it's. It's my lifestyle, you know. Everyone around me, I surround. I surround. Tell you what, we're gonna find out you're fighting on Sky. <laughs> <laughs> One sec, mate. Um, I surround myself with the same people. I'm on, you know, that are doing the same journey as me. My dad's sort of always next to me, so uh, my 
one of my best friends is my other coach, Benny. So, um, you know, I've got my cousin that's, he's running Eubanks set up. Um, you know, everywhere I look, every angle is boxing. So I don't know anything different. So when I'm not involved in this game, like when I couldn't use this hand, I was still in the gym. I was still thinking, you know, I was still trying to run. I was, uh, I was doing everything else I could without this hand. So I perfected my left hand more. Um, you know, I was working on my weaknesses and, uh, yeah, I just can't wait to get back in there, to be honest. Yeah, yeah well, big year next year, obviously, mm. on the cards and what you'll want. Um, I was thinking about this as I was coming up here, actually. You've got loads of fighters kind of around that level, just starting out heavyweight, some kind of at the English level, pushing on to British now, um, and they're all kind of talking about each other, calling out each other. I'm yet to hear a fighter publicly, anyway. I know there's kind of behind-closed-door stuff that the public and us guys don't know about, but I'm yet to hear a fighter publicly call for you as a fight um is that something kind of you take offense to or is that something you're kind of sitting there going i know why because i'm a threat like how do you take that the fact that no one's sort of come out and gone i want to fight and i want to beat tommy welsh um i mean i've had a couple of last minute proposals like 24 hour job is you know they just don't make sense the money's just you know <laughs> i spent more on camps this year than there was offering me like and plus, I've only just done a six rounds. They're offering me 10 rounds. So, like, the stuff that I have been offered does not make sense. You know, I'm not one of these fighters that's hungry to get paid, um, you know, on a, on a last-minute job for an opportunity. Like, I'm I'm in my building stages, I would say, and I'm, we have a path that we're sticking to. I haven't called no one out. You know, we know where we're going. And when the time's right, I will be calling people out and I will be hunting people down. Um, but right now, like I said, I'm in my building stages. I'm gaining the experience. Um, why have no, you know, why are people not mentioning my name? I would say maybe it's a high risk, low reward, perhaps. You know, if, if you give me a six, eight week camp, I've already been in camp. You know, I, 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 I'll just get ready for that person. I'll study them. And I would say I'm. I'm not the easiest of fights for people to take, you know, over, especially over like six, six rounds, eight rounds, especially when I move up there. I like to fight. I'm not a, a, a standoff boxer. I want to be sticking my head on your chest and hitting you with shots up and down, you know, like vicious. That's what I want to bring to the table. And I, I believe I do bring that to the table. So, yeah, you know, if they want to call me out, good. It makes it more entertaining. I'm, I'm all for the, the bit of beef, you know, but I, I don't mind it. Obviously, something we would not mind either. People getting a bit of vocal on camera, but obviously, like you said, a thing that will happen in its own time, kind of as you progress. Um, so next year, obviously, as you found out this year, it ain't plain sailing. So many bumps in the road. Probably one of the most unpredictable sports there is. But if you were to kind of say what you want, sitting here in 12 months' time, would you have fought for a title? Would you have had one of these domestic fights against one of those guys along that level? sitting here in a year's time, what is the one thing that's in your head that you're like, yes, I need to tip that? Yeah, I want to take a couple of these names out 100%. I want, you know, if uh, if I'm ready and I've had the, the fights to build me up to some sort of title, I'm I'm grabbing that with both hands. I'll be ready for that 100 million percent. This time next year, as long as there's no injuries, I'm coming for people and if they have belts, good. You know, it, it adds to everything that we're trying to do. Brilliant, can't wait. Um, a couple of other things that I want to talk about. I know Idris was kind of working with you guys and working with your old man. Um, I just kind of wanted to get your take on the fact that he's moved from 
the more professional side of boxing into this influencer slash celebrity side of boxing. Obviously, Misfits and Wasserman are now putting on these cards, headlined by the likes of KSI and all of these YouTube guys. Idris is fighting Anthony Taylor, who we saw fight Tommy Fury. Um, just kind of your take on that, Tommy, because obviously I know he's not in here now, but he was someone who was working and was kind of close with you guys in this gym. Yeah, no, listen, the, the kid's a good kid, really. Um, you know, irrelevant to all the bullshit he puts out there, you know. Um, we have quite a professional setup. My dad doesn't take any bollocks, you know. It's it's sort of this is do or die, you know. Like everyone that you see in this gym now is 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 putting their hearts on the line. Uh, I'm not saying he wasn't putting his heart on the line, but I feel like he had different plans for himself, you know, and uh, he's chasing something that we're not chasing, you know, and uh, sometimes your, your your paths go down different routes and um, listen, good luck to him if he, he wants that reality sort of side, he wants that, um, listen, they're making money. I can't believe they've called it misfits boxing. Like it's a little bit of a fucking mockery of this this game. You know, this is a brutal game, um, and you've got kids that have never fought before with with clout on online. You know, I don't know some of these people. I don't know in real life, but online they got a massive audience and they're creating massive waves. So if they can get together and make a few quid, good luck to them. You know, but um, that's not what we're about. We're about the 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 true the true side of boxing you know we we put our lives on the line every day we train hard uh we live a dedicated life and 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 you know we're trying to progress in professional boxing not the other the other boxing whatever you would call it i mean you're right in the sense obviously they're coming together making a lot of money and i suppose you can understand the appeal for these youtube guys and whatnot but can you understand the appeal from someone who was in the professional boxing side? Because a lot of these guys weren't. They were YouTubers, influencers. Can you understand the appeal for someone who was in the professional side to then go and make that complete change? Listen, you know, if you had a, if you had a heavyweight with a million followers... And you wanted a bit of smoke. That, that wanted some smoke and, and, and wanted me to jump in for, you know, 100 grand or whatever they're fucking earning. They're earning fortunes, you know, like... Us as pro fighters, it ain't, it ain't all, you know, money this and money that. It costs you a fortune to become a pro boxer, you know, and, and, and to train week in, week out. The money doesn't add up, you know, but like every business or anything that you set up and try and do, the first couple of years are the hardest years. If you can weather the storm, the, you know, the fruits of your labor will come afterwards. But um, I understand why he's got in that side of boxing, you know. The pro game's tough. It, it takes a lot of mental resilience, you know, and uh, some people, you know, if there's an easier route, you, you'll take it. it. It makes more sense to him, fair enough, you know, like, if he's getting paid from it, good. Like, I'm sure he's earning more money than what us as, as pro fighters are earning, you, you know, and, and, and the calibre of opponents that are in this game, you know, like, I didn't watch the Tommy Fury versus, what's the geezer called? Anthony Taylor. Anthony Taylor. I never watched that fight. I, I'll be honest, the only one that I can half respect is Jake Paul. I know that sounds mad, but he's got a professional setup. He's spent a fortune in creating a, a fantastic team. And he's actually living that bit of life, you know, and, and, and I respect him for what he's doing. Um, but the rest, I don't know, you know, you've you, you got like rappers, you've got this, you've got YouTube, like, it's all a bit crazy. You know, I think it's a bit of a fad that's going to wear out, but, you know, enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah. yeah. Just one more thing. Um, obviously, Chris is in the gym preparing for Liam Smith. There was a whole time where 
obviously Chris took a massive hit. Boxing really took a massive hit um, from the situation on fight week of all times as well. With the Chris Eubank and Conor Ben fight. Um, you had seen him behind closed doors. I know kind of behind closed doors stays behind closed doors in boxing, but you must have been seeing him training hard, ready for Liam Smith. And I just want to know kind of if it affected the gym or everyone around him in any sense. Um, because obviously Chris was looking forward to a massive fight and to have it blown out on fight week, kind of, yeah, just how it affected people around here or if it did. Of course it did. I mean, my cousin was running his corner. He's, he's, he's trained with him nonstop. Like I've seen, you know, their work unfold next to me. Um, Chris is a, a dedicated athlete. I can only respect what he's done in this game. Um, you know, regardless to whether he likes poker or he likes a little party here and there, you know, he doesn't drink. He doesn't, you know, the only things that he he might sort of tolerate are late nights, you know. But he's a very dedicated sportsman. Like he's a true athlete, and I respect him. I've always watched him. He, he's always been next to me in the gyms, and we've grown up together. Um, I respect him as a fighter massively, and uh, yeah, it was a real shame, especially for Conor as well. You know, like it's not just one side where Chris lost out. Conor never got paid. He never had a chance to reignite the the Eubank Ben names. Um, you know, the whole British public were going mad for that one, and I was really looking forward to the fight. To be honest, um, it is what it is. Unfortunately, I I don't know the truths behind it. Um, you don't know. If it was, if it wasn't, I think Connor put something out yesterday. Um, so hopefully, you know that that situation can be cleared up and and his name can be, you know, put back in the uh, in a good aspect because everyone was sort of kicking him when he was down. And uh, this game is rough. You know, you have to be thick-skinned in this game. You know, any criticism they're gonna they're gonna jump all over that. It is what it is. I think it costs a lot of people money. Um, and time, you know, everyone that was involved in that would have spent hours of hard work and, you know, the sweat, especially in training that they've both been through is, you know, is, is, is unmatched. And I'm sure if Connor can clean his name, that fight could still happen. Why not? You know, but it is what it is for now. I don't know. Yeah. All right, Tommy, thanks for your time. Thanks for having me as always. And um, yeah, look forward to a massive year next year. And uh, yeah, have you got kind of one final message? Wolf work, baby. Sports Social Podcast Network.